24 hour breaking news center on alert alert immediate breaking news severe weather alerts traffic red alerts from Cobb to Cherokee Carroll to Gwinnett Fulton to Forsyth and all the rest all the rest WSB WSB depend on it Sean Hannity show more behind the scenes information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for America Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the hill in DC on the Sean Hannity show all right as we come to you from beautiful Nashville Music City USA News Radio 1510 WLAC it's the one and only Jamie Dupree the most connected man in Washington DC hey Sean how you doing today I'm good Bobby Jindal says Hillary Rodham Clinton is just one email away from prison. Look, I think a lot of Republicans are going to use uh, terms like criminal and uh, and more to talk about this. And, you know, let's step back and think about it for a second. After months of ignoring these demands from Republicans for her email server with that extraordinarily unusual email setup that she had while she was secretary of state. Now, Hillary Clinton with the FBI and the Justice Department knocking on her door and asking for it. She has agreed to turn over that email server. I guess the the unknown, of course, is how was the data on there dealt with? Now, you and I, when we get rid of stuff like our email, we usually just hit the delete button. But I would assume there are a lot of Republicans who wonder whether she had people wipe that server clean. Even if it was. Even Had if it was to. wiped, there's the, still the possibility there could still be some stuff there. But I think a lot of Republicans worry that there's nothing there. I mean, I had to chuckle when the story broke last night because you had asked me about this yesterday and the whole signing of this uh, email uh, affirmation saying that, uh, you know, and I, I said to you, well, how can you prove that she deleted emails if you can't get the universe with of them? And, of course, that's the that's the conundrum here for the GOP is that she just gives you her word that, you know, she didn't delete anything that was needed. But obviously, uh, we'll see. I, I just think the bottom line is, like a lot of things on this email thing, it just sort of keeps going and going. And the involvement of the FBI and the DOJ is simply not good for her. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to go to DEFCON 5 or something like that and get her indicted or anything like that or have charges brought or even a criminal investigation. But it's just one more thing for her that's out there. And every month when these emails get released, and there'll be another batch on the 31st of this month on a Monday and another batch the month after that, and then the hearings in October, this little thing just keeps chugging along and look for Republicans to beat on it as much as they possibly can and try to undermine her credibility and undermine her in the polls. I would only take minor issue with one little itty-bitty thing because this is really a big deal. Um, It's interesting you said, my my colleague and friend Judge Napolitano was on Varney and Company this morning uh, suggesting that he thinks that um, the FBI being in possession of the server, that FBI agents will in fact be able to extract deleted emails that they've been looking for, et cetera, et cetera. I am convinced, as you are, I think they wiped this sucker. They wiped it clean. They probably hired friends of theirs that are supporters, that are the best IT people in the world. And I would be shocked if the FBI was able to recover any of this. Which, of course, lends you to the thought that, okay, you're wiping it for a reason, right? And and that's always the problem with the Clintons at various points over the last quarter century, is that things are done that make you just sort of take your glasses off and cock your head and think, really? Why would you do that? And, you know, I... I get why Republicans are jumping on this one. I, I absolutely get it. The question well, it's is against again, the law. It is well, against sure. the law. And, sure. And, and, and also, though, just the whole issue of is there sensitive and classified and top secret information that went out over this unsecured email server, this personal email server that, frankly, should have never been used in the first place, but wasn't expressly prohibited. But, but we actually know the answer to that. I mean, that's the whole point of this whole thing. You had these two inspector generals that found that four 
But remember, they got a random sampling of 40 emails. The two yeah, they've already found that stuff has gone out that shouldn't yeah. have. You're absolutely right. Yes. Right. So they found four of the 40, or 10%, if you want to use a percentage, according were, were in fact containing classified information. That's what jump-started this entire investigation to begin with. Now, juxtapose this with some other news today, that John Kerry is out there, he was on CBS last night, admitting, uh, and I'll play this for you, that China and Russia very likely are reading his emails. Listen to this. Do you think the Chinese and or the Russians are reading your emails? Are what? Reading your emails. Well, we know that the, uh, uh, unfortunately, we're living in a world where a number of countries, the Chinese and Russians included, have uh, consistently been engaged in cyber attacks against American uh, interests, against the American government. And it's an issue that we recently raised very, very strongly in our dialogue with the Chinese. Uh, it's on the agenda for the discussions between President uh, Obama and President Xi when they meet in September. Uh, we have agreed to begin to have a working group uh, dig into this more directly uh, because it is of enormous concern. Uh, the answer is uh, it is very likely. Uh, it is not without, you know, outside the realm of possibility, and we know that they have attacked a number of American uh, interests over the course of the last uh, days. It's very likely that your emails are being it's read? It's very possible. I, I, there's no way for me, and I certainly write things uh, with that awareness. Well, on the flip side, I guess I would say this, Sean, I would sure hope that our intelligence people are trying to do the same thing to them, too. No, I I agree. But here's the problem that she has, especially in light of what happened to General David Petraeus. Sure. You're sending stuff under an unsecured server. I I mean, and and, and with what she knows and what she did, absolutely, that raises questions. And then it raises new questions. Then it becomes an issue once she was, you know, go back to what Trey Gowdy said. He said for months, the select committee on Benghazi has been asking her to turn over the emails, turn over the server. Now, she had her staff go over some 60 plus thousand emails, deleting 30 plus thousand of them, having us believe that they're related to her daughter's wedding or her mother's funeral, which we all know is impossible. And anyway, freedom of information request, everything was denied, everything was delayed, everything was obfuscated. And what we now know is the Inspector General for Intelligence, that the emails were deemed top secret. And this is a really significant, serious national security breach. And then on top, you've got the cover up and the cover up would be not only the deletion, but then wiping a server clean, which nobody does. Do you know anybody that's ever wiped their server clean? Uh, No. And the the irony of this, of course, is like other Clinton investigations that started out on one thing, it's evolved into something else. I mean, you know, ostensibly, this is the Benghazi investigation, but there's not much being talked about about Benghazi. And that's not being critical. It's just the truth. Well, if they Uh, ever were recovered, I would say I would say this. I don't think they're going to be recovered. There's my prediction. But one would think that, that you can't get at it, but you never know. I would argue, and it's interesting because there's a poll out today that voters think that she should face a criminal investigation, which ostensibly if the FBI is looking into it, I don't know that they do non-criminal investigations, but um, if they did find emails, I bet she would probably be be facing jail time. Well, politically, uh, in the playbook, you open it up for the GOP right now, and there's only one option for the GOP, and that's just hit her hard and hit her repeatedly on this. And I look for every single candidate, every single lawmaker involved in this to do exactly that. And it makes that October appearance before the Benghazi committee all that more important. No, that's true. And this is, by the way, only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to bad news for Hillary today. We've got new poll numbers out. I mean, this is a pretty amazing poll. And you can uh, I remember this guy that was on my show about (laughs) a couple of months ago. His name was Jamie Dupree. 
when he gets elected, when Bernie Sanders gets elected president, you'll I didn't be able say to bring he was that get elected. Okay. Listen, the, the fact that you got this 73-year-old socialist curmudgeon, he's one of the angriest guys in, in all of the U.S. Senate and Congress altogether, but now polls show Hillary losing to him. Uh, Sanders is leading Clinton 44 to 37 outside the margin of error for crying out loud in New Hampshire. Seven points in this poll that was done by uh, the Boston Herald newspaper and Franklin Pierce University. They had a, an also a GOP poll that was out yesterday that had Trump up over Bush and Kasich. So that gives you the two sides of the coin in that poll. I think what was interesting was I think it was a majority that said they still think, and these are likely voters in New Hampshire, that they still believe that Hillary Clinton would be their party's nominee. I think it was only 10 or 11 percent of those surveyed thought that Sanders would win. But you know what? I, I just think it's like little things when you're watching as a reporter. You can't ignore the size of the crowds that Bernie Sanders has been drawing recently. You Massive. cannot ignore... You cannot Massive. ignore his surge in the polls and how he's been coming up. It hasn't happened yet in Iowa, but we've certainly seen it in New Hampshire. Part of it could be he's from next door in Vermont. But you just can't ignore that. Now, I'm starting to wonder if we're going to see, because of this, a bigger push by Bernie Sanders, by Martin O'Malley maybe, uh, to demand more debates on the Democratic side. As I told you yesterday, the last debate in New Hampshire, Frank, the only debate in New Hampshire for the Democrats is the Saturday before Christmas on the 19th of December. They don't vote in New Hampshire till February the 9th. And it would seem to me that if Sanders can point to a poll and show that he's ahead, uh, he can certainly have a, a bit uh, better of, of a chance to publicly sort of go after the DNC and say, you know what, uh, we'd like to see some more debates. This is a meteoric rise by the socialist uh, who once trailed Clinton 44 to 8. Don't forget, he's not that- even a Democrat officially. Hey, well, he's running for the Democratic primary. He's running in the Democratic primary. I mean, uh, just a, a devastating blow to her by by any objective measure. Um, I want to go back to this, to what's happening here. Kerry says China and Russia are likely reading his emails. We now see the Democrats, Chuck Schumer's trying to get other Democrats. I think that's a fix. I think that's all a ruse on my, from my perspective. You got Iran and Russia now holding war games. You got satellite images indicating North Korea activated a second uranium centrifuge hall. And China conducting live fire drills uh, in the South China Sea where they have territorial ambitions. All of this happening at once. And from a from a national security perspective, you got to admit that is daunting. That is a little nerve wracking. And where's the president? Is he on vacation? Is he in Martha's Vineyard again, riding his bicycle with that goofy helmet? I still don't think we've changed the political dynamic, though, as yet on the Iran nuclear deal. I think a lot of Republicans had really hoped that August would be a month in which they would really put the heat on Democrats and on the administration about that. There have been some, like Schumer, who came out against it, but there's only been a handful of prominent Democrats. And for the most part, I saw it again yesterday, there's been this steady drumbeat of announcements being made by congressional Democrats in support, and then those are trumpeted by uh, the Obama administration. So at this point in time, I know the Republicans are trying hard on this, but it just doesn't seem to have caught on sort of a la the, the Tea Party protests of 2009 against the Obama health law. What are your colleagues, because I know you work in that part of the Capitol where the liberal media is, and I'm not putting you in that category. Um, up here in the attic of the Senate uh, right now, yes. Up there in the attic of the Senate. What are they saying about the Trump phenomenon? Oh, listen, I, I think we all talk about it because we're all struggling to sort of uh, get a hold of it. And I think where we've all come down at this point is that he's not going away soon. 
Uh, his poll numbers, we're, we're sort of wondering whether they've peaked right now and might be coming down a little. But I don't think there's many of my friends up here who believe that uh, suddenly, like tomorrow morning, we're going to wake up and Donald Trump is gone and we all go back to, to regular business or something like that. I think he's going to stick around. Now, the, the longer term issue is how does he fit in and how can he still harness that rage? I mean, think about it. Uh, he still, as we have discussed a number of times, is not following the GOP party line on a number of issues, Planned Parenthood being one of them. And there are little things in there where I just wonder you know, sooner or later will others begin to try to go after him and how this plays out into the next debate. Clearly, you saw how important that debate was last week in Cleveland in terms of driving this story. I mean, we had several days of just Trump, 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 and all the other Republicans mentioned as well. Uh, this next four weeks is very important as we head toward the next debate out in California at the Reagan Library. So uh, I think the bottom line sort of conventional wisdom from the gang of 500, as, as Mark Halpern likes to call it, is that Trump's not going anywhere. Can he maintain this level? I think the longer it goes on with more candidates, that's better for Trump. The more people get squeezed out either by they just leave, they get out of the race, or it becomes obvious they're not going anywhere, and the field gets smaller, I think that makes it more difficult for Trump. But go back to the Franklin Pierce University Boston Herald survey. That and the Republican side had Trump in the lead at 19 percent, Jeb Bush in second place at 13. Fascinating. Another uptick for John Kasich. He now moved up to third place with uh, 12 percent. I know a lot of people have focused on his very unfavorable rating of 32 percent, but that is almost cut in half from what it was maybe a month ago. Yeah, you know, Trump's, again, I don't want to jump out because we had a lot of people, I think, who declared Trump dead several times already. And, and I thought it was a mistake each time to do that. And now we have some people saying, oh, he's going down. His numbers have trended down a little. But, you know, let's I think we need to wait for another couple weeks of data more toward Labor Day to see what's happening. To me, the underlying story is still the continued strength in New Hampshire and even to some extent in Iowa for Jeb Bush. Uh, Jeb Bush, there was a there was out of the last four polls, he was in double digits in three of them. And, you know, a lot of people were suggesting to Jeb Bush that he should just not even focus on Iowa. Scott Walker remains strong in Iowa, even though he seems to have slipped behind Donald Trump. And then in in New Hampshire, Bush is in number two there in most of the polls. And Kasich has come up. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Kasich has become a bit of an it candidate right now. He's been endorsed by Tom Rath, a New Hampshire attorney general, very, very uh, um, veteran player in terms of the political scene there. And that'll bring him some street cred in the Granite State almost immediately. I'm not saying that Kasich is going to win in New Hampshire or anything, but I think he's sort of poised in a very, very good position to do well there. And I think a lot of it will be at the expense, frankly, of Chris Christie, uh, who I think will find it. it. Not only did Christie have to come through Bush in New Hampshire, but now Christie's got to come through Kasich as well. All right. Thanks so much. The one and only Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Sir, we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. See you, sure Sean. New polls out there again uh, once more. We're going to continue uh, more on our top story, which is, of course, Hillary now is one email away from potentially going to jail. We have the Bernie Sanders surge, the Trump phenomenon. We'll get into both those issues as we continue straight ahead. on finding solutions to today's biggest problems. This is The Hannity Show. John Hannity. 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.